time to talk to some of the coaching staff here on the Brisbane Lions payroll. Good friend of the show, Ben Hudson's with us. Ben, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having us. And Scott Paul Lace, who is the development manager here. Scott, good morning to you and welcome to the show for morning, the first guys. time. How good is this a place to work, gentlemen? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, for those that have been around, which Scott and I have been for a while, we've sort of been living out of the back of a suitcase or the back of the car, um, and now we've got something to call our own. And as you guys have seen today, yeah, she's pretty magnificent. Uh, it's got all the bells and whistles, and yeah, we, we basically walk from our desk or, or our change rooms straight out to the over, which we'll probably do in the next 20 minutes or so. And Scott, uh, just give me some idea of the development role, what you uh, actually do in the course of a week or the course of an off-season in particular that we're just coming to the end of. Yeah, so obviously in the off-season we draft new players and uh, generally those uh, first-year players, I've got a pretty big responsibility and role to look after them when they first get to the club. Um, So my role essentially is to to facilitate the individual improvement of players on the list um, so that they can play AFL footy essentially. So you're responsible for their accommodation and uh, who you put them with up here, whether it be an older, more mature couple or with another player? Uh, so Andrew Krause, our head of wellbeing, who looks after a lot of that uh, side of things. So I'm more responsible for the on-field okay. um, skill um, and character um, attributes that can help them play AFL footy. Well, you've got a couple of good ones that have arrived this year. We know all about Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. So have that been an easier transition for those two? Uh, it's been a very easy transition and also much easier for me this year in terms of those boys being father-sons and also Shadowbrain, mm-hmm. who is the third one there that's uh, from our academy as well. So uh, in terms of knowing the environment, knowing our culture and, and our uh, our place, they've, they've slotted in perfectly and, and almost will have passed straight on to uh, Cam Bruce and the midfield coach. And uh, yeah, Talking about the academy, yep. is it getting bigger and bigger each year and you're getting more local guys sort of at that standard to be good enough to be into the academy? Yeah, absolutely. When I first came up, I was actually the academy coach, uh, and I did that for four years. And I remember driving to my interview and uh, being from Adelaide, looking out and couldn't see an AFL Oval anywhere. And uh, we had about 200 uh, members of our academy uh, at that time and and basically two full-time staff. I think they've got about 600-plus members of the academy now, obviously uh, women's as well, which which is growing. Um, but the talent uh, coming through, um, not just the academy, but the growth of, of footy in Queensland has been massive in the time that I've been here. I know where you've made a big impact is the AIC schools competition. I'm a St Lawrence's old boy, traditionally one of the biggest rugby schools, provider of wallabies. We've had three in the last couple of years in, in Dan Crowley and we had big buzzard Connors as, and Brendan Cannon. But in 2019... AIC started an AFL competition, and I think my school, St Lawrence's, I think they've barely lost a game, yep. and they won majority of uh, uh, the margins with something like 80 points, and Big Source Merritt was the coach. I can tell you, in a short period of time, the school environment has bought into AFL. It is a big-time sport there now, and that's a huge achievement for what something was traditionally was just rugby union and all the other sports were sort of there for other guys to play. Yeah, and I think the Brisbane Lions have played a part in that. I think the uh, current coaching staff in some of the schools at the moment include Dane Zorko, Harry Sharp, Jackson Pryor, Murray Davis. So they're all Richie, I think, Richie as well. um, So they're all coaching and assistant coaches at uh, some of these schools. That uh, again, you know, it's helping the growth of uh, of uh, footy in, in Queensland, but. Uh, also, the fact that Charlie, you know, was at Morris Ashcrove and, and Harris as well at Padua. So, 
Padua? I think it was Padua. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, he'll, he'll be, he'll tell me if yeah, I got that wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure you're right though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that having the, those guys come through the school system as well and, uh, and the club programs and, and play AFL footy is, uh, is massive. So there you go. Paul Vorton's old school, Lindsay Collins' current kangaroo, and you've got Harris Andrews as well. Two tradi- uh, a r- traditional rugby or rugby league school and, uh, combining with AFL. Sensational, isn't it really? Absolutely. And Ben, uh, we've spoken to you before and you sort of came on, I don't say late bloomer, but you didn't go through an academy system. They mightn't have been around in those days, I assume. Do you reckon you would have benefited from academy system or perhaps the more traditional way was better for you? Uh, I think in probably my case I was a late developer, so I certainly wouldn't have been chosen for any of those academies. <laughs> uh, I was uh, battling away in basketball, but yeah. yeah, I've sort of been around Brisbane and, and went to school on the coast and, and, and what you guys speak about, footy was a... Yeah, she was certainly well behind league and union in, in all the mm. private schools and, and school systems in Queensland and now. Yeah, it's sort of boomed, and especially in the women's uh, side of it. And, and, and to, to those private schools, the Brisbane schools, to talk about AFL and, and take it up it is a huge uh, benefit from what the Lions have, have put in. How easier is your job now being here all the time? Uh, yeah, my footy manager over there, so I better say, no, nah, it's... Awesome. We've got somewhere to be. Uh, as I said before, we, and Scotty can back us up, our pre-season would involve 15 to 20 different venues, um, whether it be weights, uh, using a, a field, um, wet weather would, would cause us to go inside. I think we'd go to St. Laurie's at times and use their indoor basketball facility. We've got everything here at our, our doorstep, and I think on the back of when the women's played their grand final here, uh, start of November or mid-November, mm. we basically trained that Monday after the game. So we've we've been based here, and I, I think you can see from the the smiles on everyone faces how easy and efficient it is for us to have everything in in the one spot. And you've got a new role this year, or just uh, fill the listeners in as to what it is, and is it a change for you, or are you uh, moved into it seamlessly, as they say <laughs> in the train? Oh, I haven't lost the game yet, except a couple <laughs> of intra-club games, but no, I've uh, moved across to the VFL head coaching role, uh, which is probably something, uh, as myself, I've, I've looked at for a few years, uh, so I, I get to work with the great Scott Borlase beside me, uh, but yeah, it's been pretty seamless. Uh, Mitch Hahn, who's now uh, the head academy coach, he was there for five years, so he did a wonderful job and all the staff there. So it's uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, we play our first game against Sydney VFL side uh, Friday. So okay. I'll do find you, out if I'm any good. Do you, do you have the same game plan, a game structure as the senior side? Is it all in one? So you can sort of, if you're elevated, you, you, you know what's happening, what your role is. Yeah, it is. And, and we, we hand out, we do the same education uh, uh Sessions for our VFL listed players as our AFL system uh, players. So it's a very seamless and, and we're lucky enough all our VFL players get to train here at the same time with our AFL side. So it's it, it's fairly seamless in, in that transition. And what sort of coach do you think you're going to be? Are you going to be a Chris Fagan sort of on the ground chewing gum, sort of the headphones coming off every now and then, or are you going to be sitting up at the box uh, poker-faced? Uh, I've tried a little bit of both. Uh <laughs> I think the box, you do forget how hard the game is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think your tendency to throw things and yell at things and uh, can be heightened. I'm not saying that I do that. I may have seen some past coaches do that. Uh, I've tried, and, and Scotty can either say if I'm going all right at it, on the bench the last few weeks. Yeah. And I think just remember, I think especially in the development role we're in with the oh, yeah. p- primarily younger guys coming through, uh, you can sort of 
talk to them straight away. Uh, you understand that they might be heaving and not being able to breathe. So uh, you give them a bit more extra time. Uh, to and I, I think it also make, uh, make sure you keep your emotions in check. You can't be carrying on like a goose throwing, uh, kicking or throwing uh, drink bottles and then expect uh, players to be calm and cool uh, when things don't quite go our way. So if the game plan works at AFL level but not at VFL level, it's obviously the message you're giving the boys at quarter time, half time and three-quarter time. Is that how we have to read it? Yeah. Pretty oh, we've got a big yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, as I said to all my mates, I said, oh, you've taken on a head roll. Said I'll keep your job open as as tradies because I might need one in a couple of weeks. But yeah, it's a challenge I'm looking forward to. But at the same time, we've got a really good system, and and, and Scotty talked about from guys getting uh, placed in the right houses to the education to you know um, we've had a lot of guys coming through our academy, which means they've been learning the same system and, and learning the ways to train all the way through. And Scott, just for those who are not aware of it, I mean, you're talking about big numbers in academies. I mean, there's obviously drafts and salary caps. I mean, what are the rules in relation to keeping academy players? Uh, so in terms of keeping them, it's it's, it's pretty much the same as uh, keeping any other player. Okay. But when we when we draft a player, there is a... Um, we get sort of first and last rights to um, access that particular player that's gone through our academy. Okay. And it's a similar process with the father-son. So um, same with Jasper and... Um, and Will, they both got bid on by other clubs. We were able to match that bid. Um, there's, there's a point system, which is quite complicated. I'm probably not the mm. best one to ask about that, but uh, it means that we essentially give up later uh, picks to then uh, get those players. So um, some, we have let players go in the past. You know, uh, Corey Wagner was uh, a Lions Academy member. Uh, Will Martin um, has been a few others. Noah Cumberland. So we've actually pl- clubs have bid on them. Yeah. We've actually let them go. Um, so it is still a, a list strategy decision to make, uh, whether that player is going to fit in and play a role for us at the Lions. The academy, uh, I look at it a bit differently than other things. So as a, a young guy goes into the draft, he wants to be a professional footballer. But those academy guys, they want to be Brisbane Lions professional footballers, don't they? Yeah, well, that's what we try and uh, get them to want to be. So, um, you know, by, by introducing them to our club and, um, you know, our culture pretty early on, we hope that they become entrenched in what we're trying to do at the Lions and that they, they don't want to go anywhere else. So, um, you know, and that's probably been shown by the disappointment of the guys that did get actually passed up by us at, at draft. So um, we certainly, you know, we don't just hand them off to the other club. We, we keep tabs on how they're going and, you know, there might be a, a situation where at some point that they'll come back and, play for us like Wiley Buzzer has has done for our VFL program he was an ex-academy member he went to Geelong Port Adelaide um, but he felt um, that the club supported him so much back in the academy days that he's he's come back and he's going to play an integral part of our VFL program and uh, of course uh, you're talking about the numbers in the academy there are lots not everyone will make it so I I suppose it's not just footy that uh, you're responsible for in tutoring them and uh, in their development yeah, so it is um, um, a lot of what we try and do is improve them as people as well and give them the skills that um, can help them achieve in life outside of footy. You know, the the idea of uh, having a growth mindset that, you know, um, education on nutrition, things that will just help them in their future life and um, outside of the footy field. But, um, yeah, that's that's what we hope to achieve. You know, they don't all make it. They... Um, we, we try and put them on a pathway that if they don't play for the Brisbane Lions, they'll play footy in Queensland. Mm. That's the ideal um, next scenario. Some do try their luck down south, um, but the idea is that we're trying to grow the pool, the talent pool within Queensland for not only the Brisbane Lions, but for footy in Queensland. Ben, you always come across as a very laid-back sort of a person, and you are very casual. 
with the new facility, and there's a few new age things that have been put in here. Uh, did it take you some convincing to, to, to the benefits they would have? Will we hear about those the dream capsules? Is, is that something for you? Uh, it would be, but my past doesn't actually let me up there at the moment. So uh, actually, I buy Charlie uh, Cameron a coffee every day in the hope that he'll uh, let me up there. But I think if I got caught in one of those dream catchers, which they are sleep pods, uh, I may miss the day of training. But no, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, all the facilities are. Uh, top notch. I don't know if you boys have seen the uh, beautiful ice bars or the uh, ice pool we have, which is uh, certainly very cold, but it is state of the art. Everything we have to the pool to, uh, I know Jake was speaking before about the gym facility. So, yes, us old timers have, have slowly turned to how uh, beneficial the new technology can be. It's funny, Harris Andrews was just talking before about the gym. He used to say we have to, we'd have to go to the, the dungeon you know, in blocks of groups of, was it eight, Andrew, four blocks of eight or something. Now you can all have them as one. That just makes life as, as a coach a little bit easier? Oh, it does. I think it makes for all the stuff, the, the strength and conditioning guys, the, the physios, the, the massage, we can sort of all uh, roll into one. Um, and I think on the back of that, that gym basically opens up into to what we call the cage, which is our indoor facility. And you can see guys go from basically lifting weights to, to straight into the skill component. So there's so many areas to... To improve, and yeah, there's, uh, as uh, Harris said, there's no longer a dungeon. Um, yeah, you, there's plenty of space in there, and as you can see with the amount of people coming here today, I think there's a, another community event on. It's, it's something that's great for the club. And Scott, are these round one draft picks, the, 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 the two father sons, are, are they ready to go? Are they AFL ready for round one? Yeah, well, I think, um, so Will's Ashcross played in the senior side, uh, for all the, uh, practice games, and he's certainly showed that he's capable to be right in the mix for, uh, for round one. Um, Jasper Fletcher's coming off some, uh, an injury, so a stress fracture in his, in his back, so he's now, uh, very close to playing, um, but again, he's another one that's slotted in seamlessly, uh, to what we're trying to, trying to do. Uh, Shadow Brain's the other one, the draftee that's come in that's, uh, coming from a shoulder, so he's a little bit further behind. Uh, and Daryl McDowell-White, who I didn't mention before, who's um, Daryl Senior's son. Uh, so we've got a few father-sons, which is which is quite uh, quite good for the club. Um, but he's a little bit further away as well. But uh, in terms of someone being ready-made, Will Ashcroft is probably as, as good as I've seen in that regard in terms of um, on-field, but also preparation, professionalism, understanding how to get the best out of himself. He's uh, He's been very seamless in that regard. When we see these round one draft picks, they usually are very media savvy early on. They know what to say because they've gone through the process. And it's not just AFL, it's everywhere. But every now and then you throw up someone a little bit different. Darcy Wilmot last year. You both <laughs> laughed. Was a, he was just different, wasn't he? It's a different mould. Was, it was refreshing to see how he was when he was playing AFL footy. He just loved every moment of it. Uh, and that he that wasn't an act a lot of that sort of stuff as you can tell but you know he's been a a great addition to our club in terms of the energy uh his personality we, we embrace all the different types of personalities so um he's fit in really well but the thing about Darcy that people think he's a bit of a larrikin and a character and all that sort of stuff but he's actually a really really hard worker uh he understands the game really well he works on his game as much as anyone so um yeah he's a he's a great addition to our club and we love having him here at the Lions Danny joined us uh, earlier this week. He said the Brisbane Lions are now a destination club. We were just going through. Jack Gunston and, and Josh Dunkley have arrived in the off-season. And that's on the back of Lockie Neal, uh, as well as Joe Denneher and Charlie Cameron. You wouldn't be able to attract those lads 
if you weren't doing something right. Yeah, you'd say yeah. that. I think Scott and I have both been here when there were probably it was it was the it was wearing the other way. Guys were happy to leave and wanted to leave for various reasons, and now um, obviously since Chris has come on board, we've you know changed that culture over time, and and we've probably had a little bit more success. Um, the sun's always shining out here, which is probably a little bit overcast today, but. And on the top of the new facility, and I, I think it's yeah. You, you talk to the players and, and you look at them, smile as they come in. It's an enjoyable place to work at the moment, um, and if that means people want to come and, and work with us, um, and especially some of the talent you named, um, yeah, we're more we'll open with open arms. And I think that's DD Danny's job to uh, work all those things out. But it's a great place to work at from a staff point of view, uh, and hopefully the players say the same things. Scott, who's got the bigger office, you or, or Ben? Or is it an open plan? Yeah, the new facilities these days, they put the big open plans yeah. for collaboration and things like that. And sometimes that can be at our detriment because we end up just talking rubbish all day. But um, no, uh, Fag's got the big office. and Dude, he's got the second biggest. Yeah. Uh, I think the guy you spoke to, Jake, he's got the... Uh, yeah. oh, he's, he got the again. he's got the Taj Mahal. He's up, up the top there. So he's winning in Swanee. He's coming in a close second. But, no, we're in a great open plan uh, area where players literally can can walk past and, and so many collision points and, and the discussion, whether it be about footy or what everyone's up to outside of uh, outside of these uh, four walls. So it's, it's a terrific setup from a, uh, uh, a collision point of view where people just chat and, and even upstairs will, they'll come down. And, yeah, it's so, such a great facility in that sense. We were just talking about the way they train and, uh, you know, that uh, it's not all a group together at one time. I see two blokes out there at the moment. Uh, just as a matter of interest, who would they be and uh, why are they out there sort of by themselves? Yeah, so you've got Jasper Fletcher is out there okay. and Kai Lohman. So Kai's in his second year at the club. He's had uh, groin surgery recently. So they're working with uh, Chris Brennan, who's the rehab coordinator. So... Uh, they're at various stages of their rehabilitation, so they'll come out and use the oval a little bit earlier. Um, you can see Kai's probably getting pretty close to playing, and same yeah. with Jasper. They're both moving, uh, both moving really well. Um, but this is probably the final step to their recovery process to, to sort of step back into, to training. And they'll, uh, most likely join in some, some drills today as well. The surface itself, is it, is it AFL standard? We, we heard with the, the AFLW grand final. It was. It only been laid what eleven weeks beforehand. But how's it gone now in the summer? All good to go. Yeah, it's been terrific. As you said, once the women's uh, they basically turned an AFLW grand final around in a week. And as I said, we trained the next day, and we've had every over apart from a couple of intra club games where we've gone into the community with uh, Wilston Grange and Aspley. We've had every session out there, and as you can see, it's it's very green and. Yeah, the, the feedback from the players has been great. So it's only going to get better. Uh, and I think we, our aim eventually is over there with the cranes are is to build a, a second over. Yeah, so we we've pretty much got it all at the moment. And yeah, this is, yeah, these guys here in rehab, they literally walk five, six steps and they're on the field from their, their change room. So it's, uh, yeah, it's holding up great at the moment. It's huge success at the beginning of the century for the Lions. Three, three premierships in a row. Then we had those, those dark years. And now the last four, top four side. It's obviously a huge amount of confidence amongst the group. Is it complete with the flag, do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the experiences of the last few years, you know, early on in that 
four-year block, we probably were overachieving a little bit. Um, we'd improved probably at a more rapid rate that, uh, than well, some 15th people. 15th to second in a year. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah. But the, the belief internally was that we were improving and, and Fags would always show you know, evidence of that, that improvement, um, even though it wasn't necessarily wins on the board. So players were getting confidence uh, around some of the numbers that were trending in the right direction. But um, the last few years, are, they're, they're all experiences. Fi- you know, finals experiences, sort of, you can't buy it. Um, our players are becoming more resilient and hearted and, and, and know what's required now. So um, that's what we're all striving for. We think we're in that right, in that perfect block to to have a crack. You've just got to keep putting yourself in the in the finals and in the in the last few, and it'll give yourself a chance. You need a little bit of luck at the time, but um, we're certainly confident that we can um, you know have a dent in September. Who's uh, who's looks as though he's made the biggest strides in the off season? Someone that the fans can keep an eye on. Uh, that's a very good question. I think a lot of guys have, in that uh, in that sense. Um, you know, we've mentioned the young draftees with Will, um, even guys like Jack Gunston who have come to the club from so internally guys that have been here. And Scott, you can back me up on here. I think uh, Jimmy Tunstall, who, who played a handful of games last year at AFL level. Um, sort of, he's only got bigger and stronger, and he certainly had a really good off season, and and that's built into preseason. So you, you may see him in the next couple of weeks against Sydney and Geelong. Uh, Jackson Price probably made another step. Yeah. Young Harry Sharp, an ex uh, uh, same school as yourself. Oh yes, yes. he's uh, was he the, who was the lad that competed year twelve up here? Yeah, that's that, that's him. Harry yes. Sharpie. Yeah. So Sharpie's now he probably wouldn't get into your school at the moment. He's got the long mullet hair and uh, he's oh. sort of rebelled a bit and he wears his socks down. But He, he turned up the training in his school uniform, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he and then to, went off to school his week for the uh, oh, end of the He used to, yeah, yeah, used yeah, to s- scoot to and from school from the gutter. <laughs> uh, but he's he's another one that's taken a step forward. Uh, Scott, who else am I forgetting? No, what about you, in your old ruck days? Going back to your old job, how, how are we going in the ruck stocks this year? Uh, very well. I, I always get... Fags always rips into me when I mention the Ruckman. But uh, uh, Henry Smith, uh, another one that's uh, similar to uh, Sharpie uh, in their development. He's probably... Oop, I've knocked it, knocked it off. He's, no, probably, no, he's grown <laughs> another five or six centimetres, okay. I reckon. Yeah. And he's he's filled out. So he's terrific. Him and uh, Kalen Lane will get a chance at, at that VFL level. But they're, they're certainly improving. So, uh, But I think, uh, yeah, to answer easily, our Ruck stocks are in pretty Look good hands. Yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, news is upon us. We've got to thank you both for this extended chat we've had this morning. Scott Ball, Ace, uh, this is the first time we've had you on the show. Great insight. He'll be back, won't he? Look at him. He was uh, very good. And, and it was and, nice to chat. You're always <laughs> on. I know we love having you on. <laughs> sure, this, sure. This is a great facility. Thank you for both being honest and letting us know what, what your thoughts are on this and the season ahead because we've really enjoyed it. And I think we'll be coming back out here again, Andrew. No question. Absolutely. Well, to watch a game, let alone uh, to actually have a show up. I can see you boys iron off the bar. You probably just got to wait till after <laughs> ten. Whenever we turn yeah, up yeah, at yeah, five a.m., we always yeah, yeah. just peruse it. Yeah. Scott and Ben, thank you very much for your time this morning.